got to, 10 seconds remaining. Looks like it's going to be a draw. Looks like it's heading for a draw. Maguire down the line. North. Oh! Cells in. It's now time for another match review panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lot Pod, the Lead Rhinos Lot 17A podcast. Kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So, if any companies out there need a brand refresh or a brand new logo, just get in touch with ACDMB. They are, of course, the company responsible for designing our amazing fanzine, Lot 17A, this year. So thanks, as always, to them for sponsoring us. I just did that read without the script. <laughs> clearly, clearly it's, uh, it's sunken in here. I sound like shit. Sorry, George. sound like rubbish. My voice is still recovering. <clears throat> from Saturday. With me, as always, of course, is Statman Reese. I'm a stat man. My voice seems to have come back a bit quicker than yours. I clearly wasn't <laughs> shouting enough. Or you don't have two kids. Oh, yeah, there's that. that. There's that. Yeah. yeah. How are you? Have you... Recovered from Saturday? Yeah, I I made some poor life choices in my organising of the weekend because uh, we had uh, I had a session with our wedding photographer yesterday They tried to morning. tell us that you weren't... Ex- well, you definitely were expecting us to get to the grand final. Yeah, I just didn't think about <laughs> it. Put that there. Yeah, just so, book it. It's fine. It's fine, love. It's fine. Like tanking pints of water before I went to bed and popping all the pills so that I'd wake up. I even slept in the other room on Saturday night because I knew my snoring was going to be atrocious. I didn't want to piss off Ness. Mm. Um, And then I I had a whiskey tasting (laughs) yesterday. And the first whiskey, I went, oh, this could go badly. And then I was all right after that. I got got rid of the first one. I was fine. (laughs) Back on again. Told you no. Air of the dog. (laughs) But uh, no. um, Yeah. Great day. But the actual day, I think that's where we need to start, really, because we did hold... A lot pod meet up in what's that pub called? Tollgate. Tollgate, yeah. The Tollgate pub. Um, it was amazing. I was I have to compliment your choice of pub actually. Not, really? not saying it was a really good pub, it wasn't a really, really good pub. Sorry, George. It was awful. Oh, you're there, but it was a good pub for the day. Yes. If that makes sense, because it had a really good beer garden. Um the burgers were actually quite nice. I don't know if you the, I was just literally about to say, did you try a burger? Because they were yeah. good. Um, the pints weren't extortionate. Did the salt cans as well, which I loved. Yeah, your mate was all over the San Miguel cans, wasn't he? Yeah, just three um, quid a can. You don't have to wait for it to be pulled. You just yeah, in and out. Yeah, no, it was, it was quite a good pub to go to actually. It said outside the toll gate that it was a Marston's pub. I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a, a previous life. Previous it was. life. But I don't. I just don't think a Marston's chain pub would um, sell cans behind the bar, have toilets in that condition, and have like a little burger shed outside. Did you see the pub on the way back to Old Trafford on the right hand side? Yes, yes. Jesus that was wet. um. Jesus, wet that were interesting. That yeah. was what was it called? The Trafford or something? No, no, it was the one. On literally, you walk down from the toll gate. It was literally just on the right hand side. It was white, wasn't it? It was white, yeah. And you had to yeah. go in round the back. The door that was open was the fire exit. It looked a bit like a, a heroin addict's like center. Yeah, like it those abandoned houses you see on Walking Dead. It <laughs> it did, you, did you see over the road from the toll gate? We're all boarded up and yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Lovely area, Manchester. Lovely yeah, area. Be- a beautiful affluent area. It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Those toilets in the Tollgate, I was laughing my head off. Like they had the one outside, and then they had the one inside, didn't they? And we were... <laughs> I got to the toilet, and I think it was Matt Horton that was behind me. He went, are we in a fucking Weber Spoons? Because <laughs> obviously all the stairs you had to go up so to get <laughs> <laughs> um, And I went in for a wee. I know George might be watching or listening. At a urinal, and I looked up, and on the wall, you, might, you must have seen it. It just said, yes, mush, in graffiti. <laughs> I didn't see that because <laughs> I, I went to use the outside one after someone told me that was there. Um, I didn't even know that was there. I kept going. I kept going inside. People still say mush. I know. It just said in like it was actually my, my, one of my mates that pointed it out because he came out and said, "You need to see that." Yes, mush in there, and I saw it. And then looking around them toilets, there were like panels on the floor and the world's loudest hand dryer. Did you use them upstairs? I did. Yeah. So when we were using it, it just went, like, wow. <laughs> it sounded like a lawnmower. I said, you know why it's so loud, don't you? They don't wash their hands around here. It's the first time it's been used since 1992. <laughs> they don't dry their hands around here. They just have a piss on a number two and go straight uh, straight out. But I, I thought the pub, I can't take credit for the pub. I can't exactly, take credit for that because I asked on Twitter. I kind of said, right, it can't be my choice because I don't, first of all, I don't want to be to blame for it if it's rubbish. So I kind of asked on Twitter, right, where shall we go? And then I, can't, I think it were Laney who had it in one of his selections and right. like, you know, the, the tram over the road and it said it did food, which I suppose it did. Sounds like a good location. So I just kind of, but no, it were amazing. We just sat outside, put the flag up, didn't we? And kind of said, right, we're going to be here. Come on yeah, down. It was great. I don't, I wasn't quite sure if people just naturally came anyway or people had seen our mm-hmm. our post, but I like to think it was all I was <laughs> all our listeners. Well if it were, then we deserve a taking from behind the bar, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> if it weren't gonna be that busy, which I don't think it was because when I first got there, the beer garden had about four people in it and the, the, the burger bar were open. And I went over and obviously got a burger so we were starving. And the woman behind their serving said they usually sell cans from the little burger hut, but it's not as popular with rugby. And I said to her, it'll be popular today. Yeah. But she said, oh, we're not going to do it. But then she, she came, when I bumped in, she said, oh, we're doing cans behind the bar now. So right. they did that instead. But yeah, if it is, if, if all that's for, I don't think it is, but if it was, we deserve some commission from behind the bar. <laughs> Did you park there then? I parked on someone's drive around the corner, but that were that were fluke that it, that it were around the corner from the toll gate because I par- my wife sorry had kind of sorted that parking out on someone's drive, and then as we were driving to it, we drove past the toll gate. And I'm like, oh, it's literally there. It was a good did idea, they, to be honest. They, did they know you were parking on their drive? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It was like an app. I think it's called Just Park. Or yeah, yeah. Where I think it cost like 12 quid. But he had like CCTV and it was good. It were, I thought I just wanted to like ensure I had somewhere to park and I was never, ever going to give any money to scum. I think they wanted about 16 quid. I thought, no, nah, there's no way. And this guy was like 12 quid for 12 hours or something. So it was a good idea. And Phil did it. Phil met us at the toll gate, and he did exactly the same thing. I think, to be honest, from the way he described where he were parked, because where I were parked, there were two spots on this drive for sale, you know, to rent. Yeah. And I'm quite adamant. I said to Phil, I bet you're parked next to me. I bet we're literally <laughs> on the same drive without, you know, without knowing. But we, we met loads of people. We, I met Howard and his son, Harry. They were lovely. And his other son. And, and his other son. But son. He is a Chelsea fan, so yeah, that yeah. does take the shine off it. Let's be honest. Somewhat, that does take the shine off it. Who else? So that Adam flew over from Belfast on his own. Yeah, That's did, some he? commitment. That we met Chris. We did. Yeah, I met Duncan for the first time. You did. I couldn't believe that. I thought yeah. you met before. We had we had a mutual look at the bar, and uh, we looked at each other, and pretty much went, "I know who that is." Although yeah. Howard, I've got a bone to pick with because apparently he called Duncan me. 
It yeah, was Duncan Duncan for me, so I do need to have words. I witnessed that. that. I witnessed <laughs> that. Bear witness to that. Um, but yeah, there was, it was awesome. Absolutely loved the pub. It was a great atmosphere. Um, oh, we, I met Mark as well. Mark. Um, yes, Mark. Spoke to him loads. Never met yeah. him until he actually stood in front of me as I was talking to Josh. Josh was the first ever voice apart from mine that was heard on this podcast. He is number one, so it was, it was nice to meet him as well. And I was talking to Josh, and then like this bloke just stood in front of me and like I think he shook my hand. <laughs> and I was just like, <clears throat> "Who are you?" <laughs> and then he spoke. I'm like, "Oh, Mark, bloody hell!" Didn't recognize him. I kept saying to people who were who I knew, like Howard and, and Mark, like, you don't look like I imagined. Yeah, I know you mean. It was you weird, though. We were saying, I was saying off air, I mean, massive thank you for everyone that came because uh, it was great fun and great to meet people. But it was quite weird, people coming up to me and saying, hi, Reese, how are you? And I'm there going, oh, hi. And I'm like, I just didn't have any idea there was. Oh, I met Ryan. Ryan gave me a shirt that he didn't, he had an old Leeds Rugby Union shirt. He gave me that. And I met him, which was really great because I got to say thank you to him in person. But awesome. like, it yeah. was quite weird. I'm not saying we're celebrities by any what, by any means, but yeah. it was still quite weird to have people caught to us and it well, was knowing who I they mean, were. It was brilliant. I, didn't, I got so overwhelmed from just the comments, not just from for me and Reese, but for like Duncan and Laurie and Cameron and Mark. People was coming and saying, oh, you know, I love your stuff. And I just... I just kept saying thank you to everybody. Just they were amazing. To end, to be honest, I was, I I was just enjoying the pub so much. The atmosphere being amongst Leeds fans and it were awesome. a couple of Saints fans there as well. And I think me and Duncan were trying to talk to it at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just great fun. Absolutely. It was. Fun. Well, I said I met, I met Adam. He's been on here. That's the chap that went to Toulouse, flew out there, yes. and reviewed it for us. Look, he's a lovely, he's a lovely guy. I met. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget loads of names. I do apologise. Well, I met Leighton Rhino. He was lovely again. Yeah, he had lots. Of, he had. I'm not sure if I met him, but I should like I should have done since my surname is Leighton. Is Leighton? Yeah, he was lovely. He'd come up with um his neighbour that is converted to a rugby league because he lives in Leighton Buzzard, I think, and a couple of his rugby union friends. He, again, he had loads of nice things to say about us and the podcast. It was just the fanzine. It was just it was unbelievable. And I just like to thank everybody for coming along because it was such a special day you know it was like unique in that we've all, we've had this like community from a distance which has been amazing it'll continue but to get everyone under like in a in a in a beer garden talking and that and meeting everybody it was amazing I'm it was gonna, quite a unique experience don't you think i'm gonna claim the best story of the day was when i was getting a, a after the game in the coach car park um, there's a big queue to people getting food and I just wanted some drinks of water because um, I'll come on to it because I'm going to talk about my, the, how I got down there but my my coach driver was an absolute lunatic and I knew I need some water because I, he was he was adamant on making people ill on the way back um, I was running to get some water I get a text off my dad um, saying get to the bus now it's about to leave so i literally yeah. ran to the front of the queue and said look i just need some water can i buy it please and this guy went yeah it's all right he's he's, in, he's from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's such a random thing to hear like, <laughs> <laughs> so i'll skip the queue I was like okay perks. Thanks um, a lot. <laughs> um, and i didn't so and i didn't miss the bus so thank you to whoever that was thank um, you to whoever that person was I'm going to have to talk to the coach, by the way. So on the, Go on for the, it. How did you get down? You, it was we got the coach down, so it's really, really good. You walk through the usual gates by um, Gate B, up by the club shop. And Rob Oates was obviously welcoming all the people for corporate, but everyone was saying hello to Rob Oates as well. Got in the queue. It was quite well organised, to be fair. And then you just um, you got on just got on the buses. But then the, there was obviously quite a few single seats sometimes. So they'd be, they'd be asking for single riders, like, but they'd be asking like really loudly. Like no one's going to admit either that they have no friends or they didn't want to be with their husband or their wife or their partner or something like that. Um, so I just want a piece of quiet from the kids for yeah. an hour. I'll go. I, I had a photo, me and my dad had a photo with Ronnie and I'm really pissed off because someone from work to me today said to me, I didn't know you had a brother. My dad's 65. <laughs> I'm 28. Um, so, well done, my dad. But bad news for me. Um, 
But yeah, the coach driver, he, he was just so heavy on the, or light on the clutch and heavy on the brake that it was just like this, like forward and backwards all the time. Um, if anyone was on coach six, let me know because you share this madness. He ran three red lights on the way home. What the fuck? But even actually, oh, you know, we, we actually went the wrong way. We went to the Trafford. He went and went and taken the wrong turn. Went to the oh, that's Joshua. Joshua's on the chat saying that was me, the guy that let me in the queue. <laughs> oh, there you um, go. <laughs> um, when, where the Trafford boozer was, he turned right down there, which was a pedestrianised street. But when he turned across there, he stopped in the middle of the lane to have a go at three cars that had the right of way. Oh my god! Just... And then yeah, on the way home, he ran three red lights, two of them in Leeds City Centre. Nice. Um, so yeah, it was uh interesting eventful, <laughs> yeah. But the bus was good because it, it dropped off in Leeds City Centre as well, which is quite good because we got the train back then. Yeah, you can get train from there, and they tend to do that, don't they? Because people can get home easier from Leeds, can't they? Yeah, than, than heading there. So that's that's a good idea. What did you make of Old Trafford? I think quite a few people say like the the in terms of an occasion it wasn't much. Um I think I was one quite inebriated at that point. Uh, mm. I, I don't think I noticed if, if there was or wasn't anything because I was just yeah. quite happy to be there. It's probably the best seats I've ever had at a grand final because I've always mm. been in that top tier of that East Stand where you were. So was, mm. I had probably the, the, one of some of the best seats I've had at a grand final. Um but yeah, I when I look back at it, there wasn't it wasn't much of a a build-up or spectacle. Like, we've had live music in the past. I know we've seen in the AFL uh, Aussie Rules at the weekend, they had some, like, live music beforehand and, like, you know, excitement and build-up. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much of it, was there, really? There was nothing. Outside, as we walked down, we walked down the lakes. We stayed at Tollgate till about half five, 20 to six. And as we walked down, all we could see were burger vans, half and half scarves, and people selling those awful frigging, what they're called? Hooters. Know, hooters. Yeah. That's all we could see. I don't know. I think there was a fan zone, but other than that, it was just people fan stood around. in the northwest corner, so I think that would be the other side to where yeah. we were. Um, and then at half time, there were nothing. There were just groundsmen poking the. <laughs> I was too stressed. <laughs> I I, no, I had to go. To, I ended up sitting just on the because I was on the end and I was right on the aisle. I ended up just sit standing on the like you know where the the stairs split and you kind of go yeah. around. I was just stood there just like having a moment to myself, distressed because <laughs> obviously Cruz had just scored at that point. I just after <laughs> I was just really stressed. I just, want, I just wanted it over. <laughs> but I mean, the actual ground itself. Everyone knows my feelings about that dump. Can but... we talk about the alcohol selection? But he Carling. Carling or Worthington's, yeah. They had a oh, that one. Did they have a cider? Oh, Stouffer Press, yeah. I um, bought a Coke through gritted teeth simply because I was gasping and I was thinking, Can I get through this game without having one? So I think it was about three quid through gritted teeth and a wee through gritted teeth. <laughs> Can I hold this? I don't even want to give them that. But walking in and walking up, going through the, the concourse and the stairs, that ground is diabolical. It is an old ground. I think the, only, I think an... the only thing it's got going for it is that it's still quite close to the pitch, where some modern ones are quite Pulled far away. away. Like yeah. the actual infrastructure of the ground mm. is crap. It's awful. The toilets are awful. It's too small inside the concourse. It's hard to get to the bar. There were just queues from our in the east upper. And then when we, we went to our seats that we were given, allocated, they were tiny, all packed in. and they were like, I think there were five of us all like sandwiched in. But then next to me, there was an older gentleman. And you know, like as we were like walking, coming down the, the, the road, I could see his face. And I was the first one. And I was just like, he, he was like, because it was really close to kickoff, I think he was thinking, oh, I've got a lot of space here. You know, I can, yeah, yeah. I can relax. And then when we sat there, I was just like, God, we're cramped in here. And then I looked behind, and the back rows, the back three rows, were all empty. Did we fill the t- top tier then? It was pretty full up like there. They filled theirs. No sense. Was it even open? It was open. It was yeah. only from five, ten rows, but like not even full rows. Like they, they, it was sporadic up there for them. 
So then we just all moved up to the back, which were brilliant. We just had like empty, empty rows to ourselves. And I text Adam, who'd come from Belfast, to say, "Move, just walk up here because you can sit with us, you know, and watch the game." Yeah. But I think the signal were bad, and he didn't see it till full time. They were like, oh, "I had to walk up because he said he was sat in between a whole fan." And a dad with some kids who kept blowing the horns or something. <laughs> I had a, a really young family in front of me. And as soon as I sat down, my dad had apologised. I really apologised for him, like, in advance. <laughs> I'll tell him to watch his language. And I, I was so Mind careful. your and cues. Yeah, I had to be so careful. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I it has to move. Fat, I got called a fat Blake Austin by someone behind me as well. I don't think you look like Blake. Because of her hair was back, wasn't it? Oh so, right, <laughs> like a fat Blake. Just because of the hair. <laughs> yeah. Laurie met him, didn't he? Did Laurie tell you that story about meeting him? Yeah, met him in town, didn't he, on the in the morning? That was really nice of him. That to kind of shout over. Yeah. Joe we, said, um, "Sorry, first grand final I've seen us lose was only four in 2004. Is that younger than you, Reese?" Yeah, yeah, he's two. He's a two thousand kid. If he's only four in two thousand and five, he's born in two thousand and one. Two thousand, two thousand and one. Absolutely gutted, but so proud at the same time of what we've done since May. Buzzing for twenty twenty three. Agree with that, Joe. Definitely so, agree with that. Shall we stop the delay tactics and talk about the game then? Since you've read Joe's mm. uh, comment out, I just want. To, I've got a couple more points. I'll go on then. <laughs> on, on this um, disgusting ground. It has to move from Old Trafford. I've said it loads, but it does. It just does. Even if, like people say, it has to be in the north, the grand final. You know, for like the neutral aspect, to get the big crowd. Well, Saturday's blown that out of the water. I know it's a cost of living crisis and money. But was it, what was it, 60,000? Do you not think if they'd have given two weeks instead of one? I think the only reason they couldn't, could they have squeezed that with the World Cup? No, I take the World Cup year out. I think oh, if, definitely. They'd, if they'd given two weeks, it would have given people more time to to buy tickets. And I think it's a good point. And I think it's something that IMG will be working on, to be honest. Because mm. they'll have seen like Caesar missing and Gannon missing and you know, star players and probably Saints had a couple as well, but star players are missing these like Brody Croft at Salford, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that knock on effect. You want your star players playing so it's, you know the spotlight's only on rugby league twice a year the challenge cup final and the grand final so you, you want the best players playing it so I do think IMG will have that in their grand plan don't you I hope so two week window it'd be interesting to see what stadiums I mean because the only other stadiums in the north that are really big enough for uh, the Etihad St James um, which I don't know what that's like at um, on a game day, atmosphere wise, and St James's, but we mm. with St James isn't big enough by that standard mm. because it's, we've we put more than sixty, and St James is only what fifty two in there. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I noticed was walk walking to the ground with the burger vans outside. It cost eleven quid for a cheeseburger. <laughs> it was twelve quid for fish and chips in the car park. Twelve English pounds. Robin gets. The first thing I said when I got off the coach, when I saw oh him, I was like, God. you robbing bastards. 12 Sorry, pounds. George. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I agree with Sona. Take it to Spurs, I do. It's not big enough. But it's, it's the best stadium. In, it's probably the best stadium in Europe. It's incredible. I mean, England. It is outstanding. And if they're, not, if they're keeping the Challenge Cup at Wembley, and Spurs I, is sat there. I think you've got to do one north, one south. I don't know why I'm saying that, but it just feels right. But if it's unless magic moves, mm. which I think it should, it just feels weird taking two, the two finals of the north of the what is traditionally the northern game down yeah. south. Down south, and that costs even more money. IMG, do not envy you at all. Shall we talk about the game? That's almost half an hour of. Of padding delay there. tactics, <laughs> yeah. Um, the game, yeah, that'll just, do. Do... so <laughs> onto the mailbag. <laughs> yeah. I, looking back at it, there's a couple of moments letting that try in with free uh, the, the Bentley penalty and then letting that try in. 
I just kind of felt oh, it's just not going to be our day, is it? That Bentley penalty wasn't a penalty, was it? Have you seen the match review panel notes of that? No. It pretty much confirms it barely t- he barely touches the head. There's hardly yeah. any contact. It wasn't a penalty that. Um so, you know, that didn't get set off, but we didn't contain them as well as we should have done. I think the first try was soft. I mean we can see massive two penalties and they kicked it into the corner and they scored off both of them. Yeah. Um and don't get wrong, I thought Johnny Lomax was brilliant. I think he's it was, all, it was awesome. Um the second one, I thought Richie Myler could have come across a bit quicker from fullback. I think he wasn't wasn't the right position for that one. Um but we, we scored a good try at their end and that and I I said if we if we scored we'll, we will have a chance at winning this. But then it meant that we had to score the first try in the next half. Next half. Which obviously we didn't. Um but the high I mean I think the two players to meet that were immense. I thought Blake Austin again in defence was brilliant. He got some cracking hits in did Blake Austin. Yeah he did. Really, really good hits. And then Zach Hardacre was trying everything. Zach Hardacre was a player of the match for Leeds. It was the only threat we had, really. Yeah, he was causing problems. <laughs> um, and he was really, really trying um, to, to, just to do something different. Um, it wasn't, he wasn't the highlight of the game, though, for me. The highlight of the game for me was when someone, I think to the, to the right of me, probably in the corner, just started shouting, stand up and sing for Leeds. I think it must have been about the 65th minute and then the whole Leeds end stood up, started singing and it was absolutely awesome. It was. And then we right back up to us, right on the very, very, very Yeah, the noise that came, despite the fact that we were 24-6 down at that time and we ended up scoring Mm. just after that. Um, And that that for me was a moment, that for me summed up the game in that we weren't we weren't expecting to be there realistically at all, especially after yeah. round eleven. And it summed up the phone that we were we were there to back the team. We're happy we were just happy to be here and we appreciated everything that the team's done. That moment really symbolized that for me. Yeah. I thought I mean, you couldn't even tell Saints had won the trophy at the end. No. Reece, These fans are out singing. We at the end, we stayed for like 10, 15 minutes in the ground, clapped them. Yeah, yeah. Know, stayed, stayed, stood, sat wherever we were, waited for the cloud crowds to disperse a little. Then we made our way down. As we were walking back to the Tollgate pub, we saw Saints fans. <laughs> we saw Saints fans. They hadn't even lifted the trophy, and it was yeah. outside the ground. I'm not talking like, you know, people making their way to the car, or perhaps an older person who might want to get, you know. Which is fine, you know. Make the way early before the crowd. These were like families and 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 lads and women on like drinking. I'm like, what are you? Just one. What are you talking about? Fourth, you think? Historic fourth in a row, and you're out here, final. yeah. Like walking away with us. It should be in there. There shouldn't be a Saints fan in sight. To be fair, Bride Bride from Six Again was saying that I was talking to the day after. He said, "Look, your the Leeds fans were just incredible. The noise, They're unbelievable, unbelievable." Son- Sonner has a right point, by the way, if that's how you say it. Sonny, if it's not. There was a couple of forward passes when we had the ball. Saints took their chances. We didn't. And we had a couple think... of forward passes, didn't we, in the- when we were in their area. Yeah, and that's that was- true. That but was- then that-, that was the difference. There was-, there was like... The biggest game changer for me was Austin's kick. I think it was second tackle. And he kicked it to Briscoe. And Liam Moore... Blew up for an offside in two hour advantage. Yeah, he did. He did. I was just yeah. like, the, I mean, now fair enough. I don't think Tommy would have made it. There were loads of space there, but I don't think he would have made it. He's not got the pace he would have done. But we yeah. would have been in a such an attacking position with Saints scrambling. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm fairly adamant that we would have scored off the back of that. Yeah, off the back of that. Was play. it offside from play the ball? Because normally so. they, they don't normally play advantage, do they? Hmm? If it's offside from playing the ball, they don't normally play advantage. I thought it gave gave it uh, to Saints. So I was going oh. ballistic, and then th- this guy next to me were like, "No, it's it, it's our it's our uh, it's offside to Leeds. It's Leeds as advantage." And I was like, "Eh." There was a guy behind me going every time that Saints had the ball going. Here we go. Q leads offside, and every time he said it, nearly Bob on the referee blew for offside. We're like, oh, shut up! <laughs> shut up! Shut up. <laughs> One thing that I did think looked weird 
was um, Rowan Smith. Oh, in he a did look right in a suit, did he? He just looked he, so he a, out of place. He had a black tie and a black suit. It was like, Queen's Funeral was last weekend, Rowan. Black, black tie. <laughs> all his tie were like scruffy. It looked like me wearing a suit, you know, just not, not enjoying it. I thought, I felt that if he'd have been wearing his cap, would have been, um, <laughs> would have been fine. Cap, cap and the pink kit would have been, would have been <laughs> fine. Absolutely fine. I agree with Hardacre. I thought he was man of the match, to be honest. And his break for the, I think it was the leaming try, was unbelievable. His effort and endeavour never gave up. Was was spinning off tackles and he created that from nothing. That yeah. that that's kind of like that X factor that. He had eight tackle busts, did that. Yeah, that we only get from him and Newman, to be honest. That kind of... Yeah. That burst and that explosion of pace and trying to trying to create... I thought he played... I thought Austin played really well. I loved Austin's 40-20. Yeah, wow. that was class. That was unbelievable. That were like... Well, he had to really take control as much as he could because we didn't have another half there. And I felt like... when he got that right in team selection? Because Adam's saying he thought Dwyer should have been in the 17. I, I'm i not sure Smith at half was the right decision. I saw it I saw it was good defensively. Mm. Um, but I've, I actually probably would have put Cruz there personally. And then I left Tetevano on the bench on that rotation. Well, I think the proof, proof's in the pudding because the second Cruz came on, we were miles better. Yeah. We were miles better. Um... I, I got the feeling from when Cruz came on, it was like Cruz were kind of saying to Rowan, don't ever do that again. Yeah. It were like, it were like a man possessed and it was as if he was saying to Rowan, you've made a mistake there. I won't let you make that mistake again because I'm going to play so well, you'll, you'll just choose me. But it's, it's one of those where when the team did come out, I think you told me. It was you, wasn't it? Yeah, like, I the, shouted at you. Come starting. Yeah. And I was kind of like, when I looked at the, the team starting side, I was like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably, it's, it, in hindsight, it's, it's easier in hindsight. Isn't it? I remember isn't coming it? over to you and you were like, it's all right, Reese. we've solved it. We like it. It's fine. Mm. And I was about to come over and say, I'm not sure about it. Um, <laughs> but you wouldn't let me say anything. Because no, it's fine, Reese. It's fine. Don't worry about it's it. It's fine, Reese. We like it. We, we are like the Campsmith Appreciation Society. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it. We liked it. It's we fine. like it. It's like, right, just okay, just trying to convince us, sense. <laughs> um, in terms of stat-wise... Um, oh, stats, yeah. Uh, I haven't fully done them yet, but Bentley made... I'll go to my maths. 81, 81 tackles. Wow. <laughs> 55 plus 26. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? That's got to be. The most this season, 81 tackles. So no, he's I mean, made a ta- he's I'm made talking a about in a grand final now. The cat many people have got more than 81 tackles. Yeah. Um, he did miss 10. So let's, I will mention that. Um, so to who else got big tackles wise? Zane Tetivano, 38. Cameron 38. Smith. 38. Um, Cruz Leeming, um, 45. Um, oh, I mean, O'Connor's normally up there, but his tackle count's not as high as normal. He got 30. Meters wise, which Minor got 100. Liam mm. Sutcliffe, 124. Reese Martin, mm. 181. Yeah. Um, who we also must mention broke the kicking record. He did. Yes, he did. Unbelievable. Um, so he can get the <laughs> world record. Does New Zealand count? The New Zealand game. It's still a consecutive kick, so it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. It's still... I don't yeah. think it matters on, on the game. It's just him kicking. Yeah, Aledski, 113. Blake, 105. Zach, 130. Wow. Uh, I mean, eight tackle busts from uh, Zach as well. From Zach. He played yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, he, he really did. You could see that Rowan wanted to get him more involved in game because he switched it up and put him to fullback, didn't he, towards the end? So you could see he wanted to get him more on the ball. Yeah. Um, but that, that happened. What, what, Matt, have you got anything from Matt Pryor? Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> um, 20 tackles, uh, seven carries for 30. Um, seven for, carries for 30 metres? Yeah. Um, it's the lowest. It's the lowest <laughs> in a grand carry. In grand lowest carry. It's not the lo- it's not the lowest meters on the day. 
Um, the lowest meters of the day was Sam Walters. Sam Walters, yeah, was two, but he wasn't on for that long. I still think, though, in terms of the positives, because we have to look at the positives for twenty twenty three and onwards. Like Walters, O'Connor, Leeming, Oledsky, all, they're all going to stick around for a while at Leeds, and they've all had taste of a grand final now. You know, they're yep. not going to want to. They know how to play them now. Not going to want to lose one again. So I think. I, can, I were kind of looking at the game. Again, it's in hindsight on what it's maybe, but Caesar was an incredible miss on yeah, Saturday. I didn't. I didn't think it would be that much. I didn't think Caesar's miss. We would miss Caesar that much. I didn't. Um, but it became quite apparent in attack. I mean, they were. They must have been making 70, 80 meters nearly yeah. every set of six. Every we set, were making, easy. We were making 30, 40. Easy. They did one set of eight, 80, and we were kicking. They were starting on their on their 40 meter line. Yeah. Um by the time we've you know got or either returned it or whatever. It was just yeah, they were they were the better team. They were they were miles better. Miles better. Um and then I were kind of thinking if we'd have had Caesar in that in that side, we'd have played better. I'm not saying we would have won. We would have been a lot better. But what I am saying is if we'd have had Harry Newman in that side, we would have mm. won. I think he's that much of a game changer. If we'd have had Caesar and Newman, what if maybe's and all that lot, but yeah. if we'd have had Caesar and Newman on that in that playing on Saturday, we'd have won. We'd have won that yeah. game. And it was it was so strange because obviously we did get beat 24-12 in the end, but I I never for the first time ever, it might have been because the first time I've ever been sober at a grand final, but for the first time ever, even throughout the game, like like yourself, you said no. You were nervous at half time. My friends prior before my brother were all like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up." I can't, <laughs> I can't. and I just felt calm and I'd, even throughout getting bit. I just like took so much. I think it's because it was more the Cinderella story, not meant to be there, like the competition yeah. winner, the aspect of and, and seeing more of what's to come in in 2023 and kind of looking ahead and being like, "No, we've this is a learning curve for what's to come." Did mm. you? Did you feel positive walking away from it? Um, I, I don't. I never like losing. Mm. <laughs> I never like losing. But um, I walked away positively mm. because, I, uh, you know, I, probably just because of the atmosphere at the end from the Leeds fans. Yeah, because that I, 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 that's how I felt, and I mm. wanted I, I wanted to not ensure, but I wanted to I wanted everyone else to make sure they weren't like that. I didn't want that yeah. team to think that they'd let us down in any way at all. And I think the crowd did it, made a big point of it that they didn't let us down at all. Um, no, they didn't. You know, and, you know, I read Rowan's press conference stuff after. He was a bit annoyed because he had to stay and do media duties. He wanted to get over there. He wanted to come over, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but the, fan, the fans gave him a massive standing ovation and applause. And I think for me, that's kind of why I walked away positively because yeah. everyone, everyone seems on the same hymn sheet there. Mm. We, we lost together that day. Hopefully, we'll be winning together next uh, year. In next year's Although, I'm a bit Not worried said. about next year for one reason. If that grand final is the same weekend next year, it's my wedding. Is it? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so, I need them to move it a week either. I'll do a two-week break. Uh... <laughs> yeah, do the two-week break. That's that's why we're pushing it at the start of the poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forget the concussions and the injuries. Do you think they will? Um, yeah, yeah. For my wedding. No, you're right. They, they're right. I really hope. And I think they did because, like you say, the, the Leeds fans never stopped throughout, you know, just constantly singing and, and, and cheering them on. And I hope the players, if any, if they are, if they do listen to this, if they are listening to this, you made us believe again. You, you, we wrote you off. We did. I did. Many other people wrote you off completely. And you showed, you proved us wrong for a start. You got us to the big dance. We didn't expect it. And I just hope that this doesn't weigh heavy on the players' shoulders and Rowan's shoulders because, it, to me, it feels like the start of what's to come. Mm. It's, like, it's like the start of the story. And then from there, we can build on it. But yeah. I hope the players it, understand it that. Them as well. It meant something to them. You could see I mean, Bentley was in bits. Bentley was in uh, bits. Yeah. Um, Sutcliffe was crying his eyes out. Yeah. Newman won. Newman didn't even play. 
Yeah. So the effect so, it's had on these this team. But there are senior players in there that will hopefully everyone's gonna you're gonna feel sad after losing a final. Hmm. Um especially when you played in it. So um but there is so much positives to look forward to next year with the young additions we've got coming through. Yes. Um this was a great experience, but let, let's get there again. Just do it again. You've proved to us you can do it. A couple more additions. I know a few of them are leaving. New squad. Full pre-season with Rowan. Full season with him. It's, new new we're assistants. Talk, exactly. We're going to talk about that in, in, in a moment or two. But yeah, his, his, his new coaching staff. I hope the players rest up, have a good off-season. Those who are going to the World Cup. I think they've got 10 or 11 going to the World Cup. Have a good World Cup. Stay healthy. Yeah, no no bans, none of this. <laughs> no bans, not in this silly business. And, and come back in and, and, and go for it again and just full turbo, sixth gear, under Rowan. I think we're in good hands. I think we are. Man of the match? Um, If I'm actually going to give a man of the match for the actual match, it would have been Johnny Lomax. But for Rhinos, um, Zach Hardacre. Agreed. Zach Hardacre. Congratulations, St. Helens. You were um, it's some feat to win four in a row. Um I can't see a side doing it for a while, maybe ever. It is incredibly it's just, impressive. It's just the state of Super League, I think. It is the state of Super League without that shadow of a doubt. State Helen side of 06, 07 would have pumped fifty on either of us. Any lead side <laughs> from the past would have all, all that same side. Well. Uh, one thing I do have to mention is, cover your ears, George. Johnny Lomax is a dickhead. I have to say no. that. Not Johnny Lomax, sorry. Making oh, my sense. goodness. Makington. I, I have to retract that immediately. Yeah, it was that Tommy Makington. The things that have just come out of my mouth are completely false. Yeah, it was Tommy Makington. Johnny Lomax <laughs> is fine, and I actually like him. Uh, I think he's underrated. Tommy Makington, cover your ears, George, is a dickhead. There you go. <laughs> Anything else to add to that? Are we moving on? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just a knob, isn't he, for what he did? Um, yeah. well, first, George Covey is first class prick. Yeah. No, nothing else. Just great day, uh, despite the result. What did you say to me before we came on? Don't let a game of rugby despoil a good day of... Don't let... A... Me and my friends always say, don't let... You've... I've confused myself now. <laughs> Don't let a game of rugby league confuse. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> don't let what we're trying to say is don't let the result spoil a good day at the rugby. You know, it's about seeing your friends and having a drink, etc. Just move on quickly. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about uh, the squad then? Squad roundup, yeah. So squad roundup. Who's leaving? And obviously, with JJB's last game, thankfully he's not leaving the club. I think. You might agree, but I think Leeds understand how vital it is for him to stay there forever. He's, he's the definition of the culture of the of the club, isn't mm. he, really? Um, irony being, that's what he's going to do. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, from an equality, diversity and inclusion thing as well, which is really important. You know, what we've highlighted this year about the other teams and how successful they've been and how they've been leading away from the majority of it. Yes. So, if he can... I'm really excited to see what he can do there. But he, he deserves a massive round of applause. You know, he, he took over when, with Richard Agar for, as head coach. Didn't, not, not, I'm not going to say steady to shit, but he definitely potentially brought it back about what it meant about playing in blue and amber. Yeah. Um, but I think it'd be, re- I'd be really interested to see who comes in from an assistant perspective because. Do you think I think a fresh approach would be really, really interesting? Because obviously Sean Long's leaving. How much did we get in that kit? I don't think anyone else donated. Um, we just put him on one of the buses from around oh. the Headingley, and he didn't get, but he didn't right. go back. So he's still at Old Trafford. So it's, it's we just left him there. Yeah, we just left him there. A while Sean Long might appear somewhere. So obviously Sean Long's left. JJB's got a, a new role. You kind of touched on it there. With this happening, do you think this is something that, maybe not what Rowan's driving for, but do you think it's like something where he's not prevented it because you think because he's kind of got an idea? We, we got asked about it a couple of times want. when Rowan started about will he keep the coaches and what will he do? Yeah. And 
I think he was probably right to keep JJB and Longer Yin just to keep that consistency in the relationship with the players mm. and not change too much. Um, and, it, and I don't think Ronan will want to do a clean slate, but you'll want to bring someone in that's closer to his ideas mm. and understands him greater. Because JJB and Sean Long, no offense, they they got the relationship with Rowan in terms yeah. of his style as much. Because so I'm assuming he'll want to bring someone in that's under his wing or of his of his mantra. Mm. No chuffing idea who it is or who it would be. I like that though. Do you? I like that. Yeah. Should it happen? Sorry. Should it happen if it, if it just announced? You know, six a.m. I miss those. By the way, I miss mm. those six a.m. announcements. What's to the six a.m.s. I miss them so much. Um, I'd love it if it were just like, here's coach, here's new assistant coach, and everyone's, again, similar to when Rowan came in, like, who? Because this time, if it is like Rowan's choice, or he's kind of had a bit of a say, people will be like, all right, fair enough, this is the guy, this is the woman, this is the, the person coming in. We'd just trust it, don't you think? We'd say that that's fine. Yeah, no, definitely. So I think you should, whether it's someone from... North Devils, because they won their grand final. Yeah, they did, didn't they? I think they've gone back-to-back now. Yeah, yeah, because obviously Rowan won last year with them. So there might be something in that. We might want to grab one of them and say, let's do this over here, maybe. It might someone from the NRL or some of the lower leagues in Australia. I don't know, but I think a fresh face is exactly what we've needed. And Yeah. um, Yeah, bring it on. I say, bring it on. In terms of the squad, obviously, I might have left someone out. Leaving, confirmed, Tom Briscoe, Brad Dwyer, Liam Sutcliffe, Mustafa. Yeah. Are they those ones confirmed? In the air, we've got Thompson and Hardacre. Gary yeah. Evington spoke about Zach Hardacre today as we record this, and he kind of said that we're at full salary cap. That's a lie. I don't believe him for a second. Um, we haven't confirmed all our signings yet, obviously. If you take in Hooley, Ruin, Olferts, if that's a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Jack Walker's obviously not going to go to Hull by the sound of things. So I think a couple of things might have to come off. So I think there'll be a certain hmm. truth to it. Um, but I don't think Gary always lets the full game away. Do you think Boarding Thompson's done enough to get a deal? Do you think we should give him a deal? Um, no, I don't think we should. But I will say, Bodin has been immense in the in the end. A bit, a bit like most of the players since Rowan's come. But Bodin's been immense um, since he's come back into the side. Um, so I, it's a it's, it's a goodwill. Thank you very much, Bodin. Yeah, but I agree. You've, you've got Sangare coming in. Um, you know, Bodine's not really a prop. He, 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 he prefers to be second row. We've got we've got McDonald coming in. Just threw him there. <laughs> yeah, we've got yeah, we've got McDonald. Uh, Walters looks like he's getting converted into Walters is growing. You've got Tom Holroyd. Tom Holroyd coming back next year. So there's with all with all due respect, we've got some young blood that we need to start playing and breeding and through breeding. Is that right? Um, Blooding. It through. sounds right, like a thoroughbred. We're breeding. Yeah. Tom Holroyd's a thoroughbred. <laughs> there we go. Thoroughbred. <laughs> yeah, just basically. Look at Ledsky, be him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got some young players that are coming through, either signing or through, that we need to get some more time to. So I think it's a a thank you handshake to Bodin. I do, and I think in terms of Zach Hardacre, Duncan will love this. <laughs> I've walking away. I think one of my friends or my brother kind of asked asked about Zach because I said he was one of the match in the grand final for for Leeds, and he's like. He's like, well, how do you feel about him then for next year? And I kind of so positive. I thought, if Rowan wants Zach Hardacre, then that, I'm all in on Rowan, Church or Rowan, all that. So I've got to accept it. I've got to trust him with him. So I didn't want him here. Wanted him to leave at the end of the year. But if Rowan Smith thinks he's to, he wants him to stay, then he has to stay. How do you feel on Hardacre? It's got to be a year deal for me. Just a year. Another year, yeah. No more than that. Yeah. Um, I'd rather do it on a rolling 12-month basis if he can play like he has and he keeps things clean, Hmm. Um, of which he has done. You know, he was immense on Saturday. Um, His performance since he's come back in have been really brilliant. He can cover at centre, he can cover at full-back. He is a full-back. He should be playing at full-back. 
Um, he is our best option at fullback, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think he's got to get another year. And if we are getting, I can't remember, is it Hooli that's the fullback? Or is Hooli, it yeah. You know, if we're getting a young fullback who will need time and support and mentoring, then it's probably worth giving Zach another year if we can make it work. So if we, if we do give Hardacre another year, we do sign Luke Hooley, what does that mean for Jack Walker? Um, I think it's, uh, I'm sorry we played you so young and ruined your career, but we're going to have to let you go. Yeah, I think... Open to offers. I think Jack will want that because that were kind of the feeling, well, confirmed, wasn't it? When Hardacre was signed and he said, didn't I want to play? And he went to Hull. So I think I think Jack's got a year left on his deal, I think. So it might be one of those where he gets loaned out for a whole season and then, mm. you know, his, his contract just runs out and then it's like, Oh, it could be kid. a bit like Liam Sutcliffe where Liam had a year, Hull wanted to offer him free and we're happy to let that happen. Um, yeah. So I think there's a couple of people that are vulnerable to go early. I think mm. Jack Walker's won. I wouldn't be surprised if Fussy Tua is one. I'm, um, to I be fair, I'm surprised if Pryor is one. Another, yeah. Mm. To be on, on Fussy Tua, Duncan, Duncan's been saying for ages that um, he don't think Fussy Tua's going to stay. Mm. He thinks it's like a homesick thing and he thinks it's all like... Um, Mental. Like, yeah, like a mental issue for him. He's not enjoying it here. And I can't, I, I do buy into that a bit, but it's like, would you be, would you be bothered if Fussy, if it was announced Fussy 2 was leaving Reese? I'd probably hold my judgment until I knew who the replacement was. Right. So it's one of those where you think, because I think Fussy Tua is a good player, and he's, but I don't think we've utilised him properly. I don't know why we haven't kicked to the corner to him this year, because he's, he's a great threat in the air. Why didn't we do that on Saturday when we've, we've hurled there? Mm. We didn't kick in the air once. We didn't do anything to him, did we? His, his defence is appalling. We didn't even do what yeah. we Yeah, but Fussy Tua looked quite strong on the air, and we never really utilised that. And he's, you know, he's, quite, he's not a quickest winger in the world, is he? But he's, he's a built, strong player. Um, would I rather have Daryl Oferts over him? Probably not. No. Not on a, not yeah. a three-year deal. Um, is Liam Tyndall better than him? No. No. So it's really who's the next option. It's uh, who's coming in, isn't it? I'm, I'm very 50-50 on it myself. Like, if it was announced he was t- to leave, I'd be like, I'm not bothered. And again, if they said he's staying, I'd be the, exactly the same reaction. I'm not mm. bothered. Just because we haven't seen much of him yet. He just hasn't played enough, really. He's been plagued by injuries but I think the bigger deal of the player, two players mentioned there is Matt Pryor he's, this guy's finished Reese. he's had some good performances in the last couple of weeks but I, yeah he's as on, on the whole I, I do think it's time to for, for Matt I mean Matt's done a lot for the club he's been brilliant he has um, he got the two year deal off the back of being our player of the year really yeah um, but I do think another year is a one year too many. Agreed. But I don't, I, I just, if we're going into next year with Tetavano, Pryor, Aledsky, Holroyd, Sangare, McDonald possibly, and Walters, that's like seven props. I don't think I've missed anyone. Oh, McDonald's more second row, Luce is more that. So you'd be yeah. six. So you'd be six. Maybe, maybe six there if Walters is used the same way. If Tom Allroyd stays fit, does Matt Pryor play, do you think? Or is it, is it going to be a lead? Or is it the way around? Because mm. my scenario would be Matt Pryor is a conversation. Thanks very much, Matt. We really appreciate everything. Go back yeah. to Australia if you want to. Mm. Tevano moves to number 10 and literally moves to number 10. He gets the 10 shirt. Yeah. Smith goes to 13. Hmm. And, and then we can use Sangare, Holroyd, Walters and grow them. Yeah, But I do yeah. think it might need another experienced head at some point. I think a lot I think a lot of our prop forwards issues for next year are on Tom Holroyd because the club must be thinking and, and monitoring throughout the off-season and think if his body can hold up we know he's a great player, 
from the little we've seen. If his body can hold up, you're looking at a pack of Tervano, Oledsky, Sangare, and Horoid. And I think that on paper, it's not bad. For... It's not bad you Packs know. a punch. Yeah, not bad there, especially if Tervano can be Horoid. Tony? Packs a punch, particularly yeah. Horoid. <laughs> Don't do that again, Tom. <laughs> Don't do that again, Tom. So I think a lot does kind of rely on Tom Allred being fit and, and playing because if, if the club are looking at him, I guess what I'm trying to say is if we sign another prop, that to me, I'm putting two and two together, but that to me, I'd, in my mind, I would think Tom Allred's not going to get through this year because if, if he was to get through the year, I don't think we need a prop. No. But if... If Matt Pryor leaves, we definitely do. But if he's staying and Holroyd's fit to play, we don't, I don't. I personally don't think we need a prop. I think we need a centre. We're crying out for a centre. Mm. Well, that's so that, one thing we haven't been really linked with that much yet. Obviously, we've got Nenny, Nenny McDonald, is it? Yeah, that centre. And I, I, think, I think I was speaking to Chris or someone on or Adam on Saturday. And Nenny McDonald has worked with Rowan previously, hasn't he? Mm. So there's that link. So that, to me... I said this on Saturday. That to me kind of confirms that that could happen. Yeah, Rowan's words. I think he's only about twenty six. Lee need players off the cap, off their overseas. So it's such an easy, an easy one to get over the line. I don't know much about him, but again, twenty eight. Kind of, sorry, former twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah, former Roosters, Gold Coast, Saint George, North Queensland, Cronulla. So he's been about. It's been about. It's played for half an NRL clubs. <laughs> yeah, Papua New Guinea international. Nice. Um, he played in the North Devils in 2021. Him. So obviously mm. that's when, including their grand final win. So yeah, he played with Rowan last season. So I think the only position that we're really crying out for is that centre. Really, I think so. You agree with that? Forget. If, 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 I'm sure the club are aware. If we can, if we were to make one kind of big ish. Signing for 2023. I'm hoping that it is in that centre spot. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, we're seeing okay. Obviously, that can change. But um, yeah, we shall see. Shall we move on to some club news? Yeah. Happy birthday, Rob Burrow. Yeah, that's why I put his shirt on today. Forty. That that's a forgotten shirt. That race, don't you think? This one. Well, this is yeah. from. Is this this one. Did he got diagnosed? It's the first. Original one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do it's like kind of like the one that got away. That I love that one. My my you friend Kevin got it. You still see it a lot in the ground, actually. You saw it a lot you on do? Saturday, yeah. actually, uh, as mm. well. But yeah, happy birthday, Rob! Uh, happy fortieth birthday. Fortieth birthday, yeah, absolutely amazing. Happy birthday, Rob! Thanks for the memories. And Kev's present was to do another obscene, <laughs> stupid challenge, wasn't it? How? <laughs> I know, obviously, every time he's had to do this, he's done this big... But I just don't understand what he's trying to do. <laughs> seven ultramarathons in seven days. Seven ultramarathons running from... Is it Murrayfield? Murrayfield to Old To Trafford. Newcastle. From Newcastle to Leeds. Leeds to Bradford. Bradford to Old Trafford. I mean, obviously, it just sums up Kevin as an individual. You just run out of ways, words to describe him, really. You can't. It's, it's just godlike. And what astounds me is how how does it get over? I'm not one that's big on like knighthoods and things, but how the heck is this not a sir already? Oh, no. It's, I mean, the amount of money he's raised from these challenges that he's done. It's phenomenal. Must be topping up six, seven million he's raised. Phen- absolutely phenomenal. I think this starts on, I think it's due to finish at the World Cup. Final at half time, he's due to arrive during the World Cup final. Is that 13th of 19th November? Of November. 19th of November. So he's due yeah. to start this pretty soon, isn't it? Must have been, yeah. So how can you start... trade for something like this? He's just that fit anyway. Yeah, so he goes Edinburgh to Melrose, Newcastle, Middlesbrough, York, Lees, Bradford before finishing there. It's just outstanding. They'll um, be getting that, they'll be getting that snood out, get that back on the head and back on the yeah. road. Unbelievable. What I quite enjoyed today, there was the Ed Slater was there um, yes. from Gloucester Rugby Union as well. It's nice to see that he's now part of that family. Um, yeah. 
Stephen well. Darby, Doddy Weir, Robin, yeah. Ed Slater, yeah. Brought them all together, and it's just it's incredible. I'm looking forward to watching all unfold and and donating. I can't even I, I can't <laughs> I think can't, of words. I can't even comprehend no. to think about or to what he's doing, what he's gonna try to do. I thought the last one were bad enough in terms of what he went, not you know, in terms of the distance and what he did, I'm like, my god, it like superhuman. I mm. loved how he did it and then they wanted to speak to him. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately after. I'm like, give the guy some time. Yeah, <laughs> he, just, he, just, he, just, he just ran from Leicester. Just ran from Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> just straight away stick up. How do you feel? Well, I'm knackered. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good luck, Kev. Well done. He's got a book coming out soon, is Kevin. It does. You can pre-order it on the Rhinos website, I believe. You can. His um, official biography. What's it called? My Extra Mile? Uh, the Extra Mile? It would be appropriate if it was. Um, Something along those lines. I have inquired via some... The Extra Mile. The Extra Mile. I have inquired via some agency or something to try and get him on the pod <laughs> to... Um, promote his book but we shall see about that we have to say congratulations as well to the academy side yeah. another grand final win I can't believe that one streamed on YouTube it wasn't was it but it, it sounds like it was an absolute cracker that was, was amazing Jacksonfield get a drop goal to level it up in the 79th yeah. 80th minute <laughs> and then we went on to win it in golden point that, we went and won that it. sounds like an absolute pearl of a game unbelievable I thought because I, I did nothing yesterday just kind of Sat and did sweating it in nothing. I thought that'd be perfect to watch. Stick that on YouTube. Get me through an afternoon. Mm. But it was just a commentary again. I thought there's no there's no TV rights or anything there. They could have shown that. Yeah, I don't know why. It's a grand final as well. Yeah, promoted more at you know yeah. another side of the game. So what's that now? We've got it's the women for three out, three out, out of four. four now. Yeah, women, with... PDRL, and academy. We've just got the legally wheelchair, legally Shield and Challenge Cup champions uh, to play their grand final on Sunday. Sunday, I want to say in Manchester at Manchester Basketball Arena. Yeah, and that, so the wheelchair side are on for the treble. Yeah, come on, human lad, bring it home, and then you can bring. The trophies to us. And Trophy can... on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Trophy on the podcast from live from Ewan's house. Good luck, mate. I've, um, I'm adamant you'll win it. Absolutely adamant. And seven of the women's rhino side made it into the England World Cup squad as well. So wow. representing all just propping up rugby league at the moment, the rhinos. So congratulations to all. Of those as well. This is the penultimate podcast from us. I kind of tweeted this earlier, but just for our listeners as well. We're doing this, and then we've also, not we, sorry, Reese has put together an amazing survey, an end of year Lockpod listener survey. Do you want to tell people about this, Reese? Yeah, so it's simply, as I say, survey. It's basically just everyone's getting the opportunity to uh, rate each player. Um, that's played for Rhinos this season out of 10. Um, I've included absolutely everyone. So I've included Jack Walker, uh, even Tom Holroyd, um, <laughs> Sinfield, all of them. We've also got the free head coaches. So how we rate the head coaches. And then I've asked everyone to name their player of the season, mm-hmm. their young player of the season. If you're age, age, age 22 or under, their underrated player of the season and then the signing of the season. So what we're going to do then on our next podcast is that me and me and Eddie will go through each player, we'll offer our thoughts, we'll tell you what you scored, and then we'll compare that to what the average score is. There are some horrible people out there, if I may add, uh, on this. Um, someone's given Fussy Tour a one out of ten. Oh, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Someone's given Liam Sutcliffe a one out of ten. That wasn't me, either. Um I think Zane Tetifano's got a score for every number apart from 10. So he's got wow. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Wow. That's Not just ten. how mixed people's feelings are. Yeah. I think it's I quite, gave him a five, I think. It's quite, it's actually really interesting, to be honest. I won't give too much away now. 
Um, because, but it's quite interesting to see where people's favourites. It, it does about line up uh, to what people have been saying, like on here or not, or what we've said. But it is quite interesting. We've added currently, as we speak, as I look at it, we've had 132 responses. Wow! So it did um, come out this morning, this afternoon. Yeah, this responses. morning. Yeah. So as a proud stats person, that that's enough results for it to be a valid result. Um, but Excellent. more and more people do it, the better. So it's on my Twitter, it's on Lottie's. Um, so we'll probably stop it around Thursday, uh, five or six o'clock. Yeah, um, because yeah. I should have done for the young players a year. I should have just listed the players because I haven't. Everyone's typed in the name, and it means I've got to do loads of filtering to sort all that out. Oh, so, God. Yeah. Um, I'll sort that out. But yeah, um, that's what we're going to go through uh, in our podcast on Thursday. And then, if you do want to vote for that, just go on our Twitter pages, Lot 17 here, Lot Pod, or at the Island Fleece. I think what we'll do off the back of that, shall we kind of say whoever, whichever player comes out on top is the Lot Pod's player of the year? Shall we do that? Because that's like we everyone's got, voted them. We have got player of the season. Oh, we've as well. Play of the I mean, season, and then we've also got the, the rated. So yeah, the yeah. rated as well. Yeah, that can be. be yeah. If that goes hand in hand, it could do. I think it could. Um, looking at the names that are on there at the moment, some mm. of you really can't spell. By the way, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> you should have took the option away from them so they can just click a button. Just to... uh, yeah, God, there's some ter- horrendous spelling. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the two scored the two top scores are will probably line up with the two people I keep seeing in the play of the season. But yeah, we Might will give out around. our first ever Lot Pod Play of the Year. So we're going to do that awards ceremony on Thursday as we record this at about half past seven, something like that. We'll be live again, streaming that. So that'll be the next podcast. Well, the next live one. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much for your kind words and thoughts and beers and laughs at the meetup. It was amazing. It was just be something we'll never forget, really. Um. Appreciate all your kind words. Appreciate all your, everything about the fanzine, the podcast, everyone that comes onto the podcast. It was uh, outstanding and uh, something that we'll definitely do again without a shadow of a doubt. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Cheers. Thanks again.